going on there, youth pastors? Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. How is your summer going? My summer is going pretty well, I have to say. I just wrapped up four weeks of what we call summer showdown filled with competitions, all that kind of good stuff, where we played an amazing game, what I call the messiest youth group game you'll ever play. And I'm going to put a link down below because I think you deserve to see it. It's uh, it's quite the thing. It's a race. It's consequences. It's messy. And if you're needing something like that before the summer's over, I want you to see it. So I'm going to put a link down to the video where you can check it out. I am also going to camp this week. So you know what you can do this week? Pray for this old person going to camp. Pray, pray. This, this camp has hills. It has It has hard bunks. It's, it's not good for the body or the mind or, or the soul or really anything at this age. Um, I know the I know the I know the services will be fantastic. I know that students will be touched by God, but I'm going to need your prayers. Prayer warriors, it's now time. It's get, get in the motion right here. Put it in your put it in your prayer closet. Put the request on a sticky note on your mirror. Pray for Paul this week. Okay, would you do that for me? Thank you so much. It's time for the motion metrics. See who's listening to the podcast and where they're listening from. Top user this week is 302-74100. I, I hope they're not calling, I hope they're not listening from a prison and like this is their number. No, it's not. It's their user number. Uh, top cities, Santa Rosa Beach down there in Florida. Sounds beautiful. Saltillo. I had to look that up. I didn't know where that was, but that's in Mexico. And then we also have Irving, which could be anywhere, but I always, my, my default is to go to Irving, Texas. So if you're listening from Irving, Texas, I'm, I think that's where you're at. And finally, top countries that are listening around the world is the US, it's the UK, and Germany this week. And I want to thank all of you for listening, no matter where you're listening from. Youth ministry is a global thing, folks. I know that we get so stuck in our own youth ministry, we forget about everybody else that's outside of our youth ministry. But let me tell you what, there's a movement happening across the world where young people everywhere are being engaged with the gospel. And so pray, pray for your neighbors, pray for people around the world, pray for the people in UK, pray for people in Germany, pray for people that are doing good youth work all over this world. They're listening to this podcast because they want to get better just like you do. So why not throw up a prayer for them this this Wednesday in your midweek, in your Sunday school, and say, hey, let's pray for other youth ministries around the world. And let's pray that other young people who don't speak our language will receive Christ the way many of you in this room have received Christ. Does that get you excited? It gets me excited. I think we're going to do that in our Sunday school this week. So we're going to pray for, for other youth ministries around the world. And I hope that you will do the same. But thanks to all of you for doing good youth work wherever you are in the United States, around the world, wherever you are. Thank you for thank you for obeying the calling and thank you for loving teenagers and thank you for just loving Jesus and living out your calling the best way you know how. All right, I have two offerings for you today. Uh, two things I want to make you aware of. Number one, if you are not ready for fall, I have a fall bundle already ready for you. If you're trying to put together something and you're like, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know what I'm preaching on from week to week. Let me tell you something. I have for you here in this fall bundle, I have, I think it's, I think 19 weeks of messages. I have four, four week series, three, four week series. No, no, four, four week series, a two week series, a one week series, 
Uh, I have Thanksgiving resources. I have Christmas uh, resources. I have resources for you, the youth pastor. I don't just think about what you're going to do for the kids. I'm thinking about you. So I'm putting things in there like youth meeting playbooks, like a devotion about taming your tongue, like squad goals, setting a course for your youth ministry. Yes, all of this in the fall bundle. And then I have other things like escape rooms and epic nerf night guides and discipleship resources. So if you are not ready for fall and you say, Paul, I want this resource. I want it. Well, I'm going to put a link down below. I hope that you go grab it. I hope that you will say, look, I, I'm going to be ready. I, I'm going to have my, I'm not going to stress out about what I'm going to teach. Because then you can I tell you something, the Bible is good and everything in it is good. And so I know we stress about what is, what is, what do we need to have? What do we need to do? And you know what? If God tells you to do something, you buy this and God says, hey, look, I need you to do something else this week. Then go ahead and do that. Don't freak out about it. But I think we spend a lot of time stressing over what God wants us to say every week. And let me tell you something, the Bible is all good. Amen. And it's your way. If you buy it, it's your way to support the ministry and it helps me uh, produce this podcast and do a lot of other things uh, to help youth workers around the world. Uh, I'll throw one other thing there. If you're looking for a guest speaker for the fall, if you're doing a fall retreat, I'll throw my name in the hat. I've got about uh, you know 30 years of speaking communication experience. I have uh, 20 years of camp experience. And I tell you all that because I want you to have peace of mind when you're hiring a speaker that that is going to come in there. It's not going to be about them. It's not going to be about some large ministry. It's not about pitching some huge camp that they have going that they want all their kids, you know, all your kids to come to. This is just me showing up. I am a youth pastor's youth pastor. I'm there to serve you and your community and your students so that you can do something in your town, your city, that's going to help reach the students and your communities wherever you are. So if you're interested, I'll put a link down in the description for that as well. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, which is my secret for recruiting great volunteer teams. And if you've heard me say it before, uh, I believe that we are all talent scouts. That's right. We are there to, one of our roles is to pick up on things that students are good at, that people in our church are good at, and maybe they fit with us, maybe they fit with a different ministry, but that's my goal. My goal is to scout out the congregation and build a team that will not only help me accomplish what God has called me to, but help those I recruit to fulfill what God has called them to. Now, we are we infamously quote Ephesians 4.12, and it says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. And somehow it just stops there because we say, yes, that we're, we're there to equip people for the work of the ministry. And I'm going to finish that verse a little bit later on because it plays into what I'm really wanting to share with you today. But I also want to share another verse with you. It says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It's Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Now, when I read these verses, what I'm really communicating to you is this, that doing everything yourself is antithetical to the call of discipleship. Let me say it again. Doing everything yourself is antithetical to the call of discipleship because I understand that you want to say, I'll, I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself. I can't find anybody else. I'm, I'm just going to do it myself. Listen, we've all done it. The problem is that when we, then once again, there's some tasks. Listen, 
guaranteed it's okay to do it yourself. But if it's an ongoing thing in your life where you're doing things all by yourself, you are getting, you're trying to accomplish everything. Well, number one, it means you're not doing a good job of recruiting great volunteers who could possibly fill those roles for you. Number two, you're missing out on the opportunity of discipleship and helping, whether they be new believers or people new to your church, helping them, uh, you know, grow in their faith. And then the last thing is you're missing out on the opportunity to help them find their fit within your church. And those are all things that require energy. It requires, you know, faith. It requires that we have a mindset for that. Now, let me tell you something I did early on. I, I basically, uh, I created these two delusions, okay, um, probably as a coping mechanism against rejection. But my first delusion was, listen, first is everybody likes me. To think that no one likes me worked against my initiative. If I thought no one liked me, then how could I ask them to help me? And my second delusion was everyone wants to help me. Why wouldn't they like me, right? So my belief was that my work was so important, reaching and discipling teenagers, that everyone would want to help me get the work done. Now, I call these delusions, but in reality, they were mental constructs, right? Mixed with faith that helped beat back the limiting beliefs of no one likes me and no one wants to help me. Have you, have you ever said that to yourself? No one likes me and probably nobody wants to help me. I had to believe that the congregation was filled with people to help me reach the next generation of students. And that is what I want you to believe as well. There are people in your congregation that do like you and do want to help you, but maybe some limiting beliefs have gotten into there that have paused you or stopped you or have been an obstacle to you reaching people that are going to help you. So let me offer you a little acronym that's going to help you defy these limiting beliefs so that you can go and reach great volunteers who are going to help you accomplish what God has put on your heart. Number one, S stands for search. You're a scout. Remember, so I'm using the scout as an acronym. You got to go search. You got to go into the congregation because there are people in your congregation that are saying, find me. You're saying, I'm going to go search for you. There are people there that need to be matched up with that searching. And there are people who are saying, look, I'm looking for you to find me. Seek and you will find. You've got to be active about it, not just from announcements in the bulletin or from the, you know, the stage or anything like that. It's got to be built on personal relationships. You are looking for somebody very specific. You're not just looking to throw people and throw bodies into your room. Come up with a list of very specific needs that you have. Is it a girl's small group leader? Is it a boy's small group leader? Is it a Sunday school teacher? Is it an activity director, a games person? Is it somebody to go on trips? Is it somebody who can be uh, go to camp with you? Whatever that is, Make a very specific list of what you're searching for, because if you don't know what you're searching for, you'll never find them because you're, you're going to just go out there and say, well, what am I looking for? You, listen, search, go and search very specifically because there are people that are out in your congregation that are saying, hey, I'm not doing anything. Come find me. Right. It's like a where it's like a where's Waldo. I'm here. The person looking for your role is out there somewhere. You just have to go and use every method possible relationships, social media, whatever it is, and find that person. Okay. The second C is community, community. And that there's people in your congregation that are saying, 
meet me. You want to help people, whether they're guests, right? They're, they're fairly new to the church. They're casual attenders. They're brand new. Just join the church. And those people are saying, I'm looking for community. Come meet me. Invite me to something. Invite me to check out your youth group on a Wednesday night. Invite me to check out this activity or this event you're doing, right? There's, you're, you're not, you're not you know, saddling them with anything. You're, there's no pressure to just say, hey, sign on the dotted line to give your life away for the next 10 years in this ministry. You're just saying, look, come and be a part of this community. Come to a volunteer meeting. Come to something that is going to allow them to see what you do and, and kind of whet their appetite a little bit to say, oh, this, this is really good. This is something here. Have something ready. Have a very basic outline of expectations for them that you say hey, after the meeting, say, hey, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you enjoyed being a part of this. Uh, here's a little sheet for you. Take a look at it and see if it's something that, that lines up with you. And if it does, reach back out to me. And of course, if they don't reach back out to you, go ahead and call them and say, hey, you know, just check it out. We have an event coming up. Uh, is, is, there, is that something maybe you could, you know, just do one time and be a volunteer for the night and see how that works out? Here's where churches lose people. They lose people because they engage too soon. In other words, they say, I'm going to go reach this person. They've only been in the church for two weeks and I need you to go to camp with me. Okay. That's insanity. Okay. That's too soon, right? Too much commitment. It's like you just met. You don't ask people to marry you, right? Right then you just say, Hey, you, you gotta, you gotta have some time. Okay. You can't have that. And then you gotta have, then there's the, you wait too long. You don't engage them soon enough. And you know that there are other people on your staff that are also looking for volunteers. So it's a matter of good timing that you don't lose people, right? Because you engage them too soon and give them too much responsibility and anchor them down. It's got to be a process. And then the other part is you can't wait too long because those people will be gobbled up if you're not doing that. If you're not doing the searching and finding people who are saying, find me and, and the people who are saying, meet me, invite me into a community, invite me into something so I can experience this. The next is O, opportunity. And what they're saying there is there's people in your congregation that are saying, propose to me, right? What are you offering and why? What, what, are, you, what are you saying you need me to do and what will I receive as a part of that? What is the experience? You know, Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And I think you need to spend a little time on you know, defining your elevator pitch. If you join this youth ministry, you know, students will, you, your heart will be broken for them. You, you will be so committed to them because they're so kind and there's such a great need there and they will latch on to you and, you know, whatever that is, but you got to come up with a good pitch to people and says, look, I need you to help me not just to do a task, not just to, not just to fulfill a role that may, may be where it starts, and if you'll just do simple things here, then let me tell you something, that's going to grow. These kids are going to grow on you and you're going to start sensing and, and, and being used by God um, to meet the needs of the students in our ministry. So yeah, find a way, say, look, you got to pop the question at some point and say, hey, come help me, right? Here's, here's, here's what I'm offering. Would you serve uh, in Sunday school for six weeks? right? It doesn't have to be forever. Here's six weeks. They know there's a beginning point. There's an end point. Come try it out. If they don't enjoy it, if they don't like it, then they have an easy out. The next letter is U. U stands for unconditional. So there's people who say, I want you to find me. 
There's people that say they, they want to meet, come meet me. There's people saying, hey, I need an opportunity. Come propose to me. And then there are people that, are, uh, that need unconditional love. And they're saying, love me, right? Just come love me. Because ultimately, this is not about just filling a role on your team. It's about helping them find a fit. And even if they don't work on your team, you could say, hey, maybe you'd enjoy children's ministry. Maybe you'd enjoy uh, ushering. Maybe you'd enjoy something else. But if you don't, you know, come and, and at least engage with them and give them, you know, like I said earlier, the opportunity, well, look, just love them maybe they're not very good. Maybe you, maybe you messed it up. Okay. Well, you know, let them serve their one time or their three weeks or their six weeks. So you're not, you don't have to have this awkward conversation with them, but just love them through it and say, look, there's no failure. I mean, unless there's like criminal activity or immorality or something insane like that, they're not going to be able to mess it up too bad. Right. So just, I mean, they can't mess it up any worse than you or I. Right. So you're watching them, you're walking alongside of them and you're trying to help them, give them that unconditional love and show them that, look, just because you mess it up or whatever, I'll work with you. I'll help you. And then T stands for train. There are people who are saying out in the congregation, help me, help me get better, right? There's people on your team that are saying, help me, help me get better, scout out, right? And say, look, I have some skills, but I need a little help. I need more training. I need, you know, how does this get done? Do you have an outline to be how to be a great small group leader? Do you have more information? Once again, don't give them you know, binders filled of, of information. Simplicity is best, especially when somebody's new coming in. Give them something very basic. Don't just throw a, a handbook on their table and say, there you go. Maybe you take that handbook and you you portion it out in emails uh, for six weeks or a month, once a month and say, hey, here's this part. Here's this part of the ministry. Here's it. You don't have to learn everything up front. Here's, here's my slow drip of information that I want to give you because you want to, you're selling me, help me. I want to get better. And I want to fulfill that by training you. Now that's the scout acronym, right? You are a scout, right? You're going to, you're going to search. You're going to invite people into community. You're going to give people opportunities. You're going to love them unconditionally and you're going to train them. You're going to pass on to them. What do they need to know to do this particular task? And so let me go ahead and finish uh, the scripture where we started because it contains the why. Why are we equipping people for the work of the ministry? It goes on to say, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, Ephesians 4.13. And so when you put those things together between the equipping and the why, you are then fulfilling what I believe is us as, as youth pastors, as pastors, as ministers of the gospel, as believers, as just believers and saying, look, we're fulfilling the call to disciple others. And when you recruit somebody and when you put them on your team, you are then saying, look, I'm, I'm going to help disciple this person and help them move along and grow in their faith. And if you think about it, Jesus didn't do everything himself, right? He sent his disciples to get the upper room ready. He told the disciples they would give 
uh, 5,000 people something to eat. He, they, they picked up the, the, the extra, you know, the extra uh, pieces of bread and baskets and so forth. I mean, Jesus could have done all that himself, but he doesn't. He sent them, he sent his disciples to get the donkey that he would ride into Jerusalem on. He sent them into the world to preach the gospel, heal the sick and cast out demons. And because Jesus did not do everything himself, he has set up a model for you so that you do not need to do everything yourself. Be a scout and help people find their fit, whether it's in your ministry or someone else's ministry, and you will have no problem building a team to help you do what God has called you to do. And that is it for this episode, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that you uh, got a lot of value from this today. If you did, would you go ahead and maybe leave a few stars and a like or, or whatever you, wherever you're listening to this. If it's on uh, iTunes, leave the five stars and a review because it helps other people find this information uh, that you're enjoying. And if you do give five stars and a nice review, well, then I'll read it right here on the air. Don't forget about all the links down in the uh, show notes there. And listen, if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a good job, let me tell you something. You're doing a good job and you're only going to get better. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.